Hey everyone, I am Jim Gast, and we are short a short a uh, host today. Dave Myers, Dave. Hey, listen, don't worry about it. I know you had technical problems. Don't worry about it. It, it does happen. Uh, but we're going to go on with the show today. And so this is No Law from Left Behind. Once again, I'm Jim Gast, your host. Uh, we took a quite a long hiatus over the last few months. I had a little bit of a show start up back in December, and uh, and so we're back now. This is good and strong for season five. Um, Real quick, I just want to kind of give you a couple of things you can look forward to in season five. Uh, we're going to kind of go back to our roots a little bit on No Law From Left Behind, and we're going to start talking a little bit more about very important technologies for law firms, uh, marketing for law firms, business development, you know, sales, right? Uh, human resources, HR, uh, cybersecurity, which is what I'm going to talk about in short today. Today's going to be a pretty short show, actually. Um, we're still going to have some really good guests lined up. Like, uh, next week we've got Paul Unger from affinity consulting. We're really excited. Uh, and by the way, I'll plug your book real quick, Paul. And if you haven't gotten out there to get Paul's book, uh, it's available on Amazon. Please go get Paul's book so that you can read about it, but read it before next week's real nice, real nice, easy read, but great information. So we're really looking forward to Paul Unger next week. And uh, we'll have some other guests. You know, Mike Brown's always a regular on the show. We really appreciate him too. And so we're looking forward to shows with uh, with really good content that um, that's that's going to be very useful for you uh, and your law firm and your legal professional career. So, without any further ado, let me just kind of get to today's topic and where this comes from. I have uh, and, and and our crew at SpliceNet and Dave. Uh, we're always involved in various levels of cybersecurity uh, situations, right? And so whether it's helping a customer uh, respond to a cyber threat, uh, cyber event, or helping a customer or law firm prepare for a cyber uh, cyber um, um, a disaster, you know, that's not happened yet, but getting ready for it. You know, we're always involved in various stages of prep, uh, preparedness and reaction. And so what we thought we would do, and, and it really is bad that Dave can't be here, but that's okay. What we thought we'd do is really kind of talk about the, um, the, 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 the concept of is your law firm in jeopardy, a cyber jeopardy, right? And what does that mean? Well, you know, what that essentially means is that have you addressed the things that can help you avoid a cyber disaster, right? A cyber event. <clears throat> and if you do, if, if you, if you do have a cyber event, do you have the mechanisms in place to help you um, mitigate that, that situation? Right. And so, you know, I, I look at I look at it, and Dave looks at it as you know there are three main things that you should look at. There's a lot of them, okay, but really it comes down to three main things to start with, okay. Uh, cybersecurity insurance. Look, it, it's not new. It's been around for a long time, and uh, and what we're finding still to this day is that law firms do not have cyber liability insurance. I know that's hard to believe. But it's a reality. And so what we what we need to think about is cyber liability insurance and how do we get that, right? And what's it going to cover? Not all cyber liability insurance policies are the same. They're not all created equal. Uh, the, the, the carriers are a lot more stringent today than they ever have been in the past. Why? Because they're losing money <clears throat> in a cyber liability. An insurance company 
is not going to lose money long term. I mean, they're just going to kind of change the way coverages work and change the way you can how you bind insurance. So from a cyber liability insurance perspective, it really starts with an application. <coughs> and pardon me. And so the cyber liability insurance applications, almost all of them that I see lately, they're all about the same. And Dave and I talked about this in a meeting yesterday with a with a, with a potential customer. They really have a baseline today as to what they're expecting a, a law firm to have as far as the technologies and the policies in place to protect the law firm and to protect the insurance company from a claim, right? And so all of them, it's really not about the technology. It, it's it, I know that you know all these uh, insurance uh, applications will ask you about the technologies, but it's not really just about the technology. It starts with, you know, we want to get in cyber liability insurance. We want to do the right thing. And it's a mindset is where you start. So yeah, uh, I would recommend looking at cyber liability insurance and, and realizing that, hey, just because I have this application doesn't mean I'm ready to fill out the application. For example, one of the most common questions we see on cyber liability insurance policies today um, are, are the applications, I should say, is multi-factor authentication is a technology requirement. Well, so what is that? Right. What is multi-factor authentication? And today's not about getting into the specifics of these technologies and what they do. It's more of a high level conversation. So uh, multi-factor authentication isn't something you can just like, bam, and we've got it. It's just let's just install it on our computers. Right. We have to go through a process as a law firm to implement it. And there are different layers of implementation. So uh, just to kind of get a little technical, multi-factor authentication can pr protect your email systems. They can it can protect your computers. It can protect your SaaS applications. It can protect your VPNs and remote access, and so on and so on and so on. So when a when a, uh, a policy application uh, talks about multi-factor authentication, it's not a, a an event. Click and it's done, and we've got it. So you just can't check the yes checkbox. You need to know what they're looking for specifically and what they're trying to get multi-factor uh, multi authentication to uh, protect. And so you have to understand like, cyber liability insurance, even getting cyber liability insurance is a process now. And it's not so much the process of just getting the applications, being able to answer all the questions the right way. So cyber liability insurance is one of the, uh, one of the top top three things that we need to be considering as a law firm <clears throat> to avoid a cyber jeopardy situation. And the second one, um, and, and, and I think Dave and I talked about this right before, and he had some technical problems. Again, sorry about that, is, uh, is, is really cyber education. So what does that mean? There's two different types of cyber education in my mind, okay? One is understanding what, what cyber, a cyber threat is, Okay. As a business owner, what can happen? What are the outcomes? What are the what are the things that can hurt us? <coughs> and so that's not really an ongoing education. Yeah, those things change regularly, but understanding that okay, there's things called ransomware, there's things called malware, there's things called you know, uh, attack vectors, and so on and so forth. That's a very high level business understanding of what cyber education, uh, cyber uh, cyber security education is. But what most people think of and what we're going to talk about is cyber education from an end user perspective, right? 
So we have these people in our organizations and our law firms that are using computers all day. They're typing, they're using their email, they're surfing the web and they're doing all these various things. All of these things come with risks. And it doesn't matter what type of technology that you have in place. There are all kinds of holes, pinholes, if you will, in uh, in cybersecurity and the things that you buy to protect your people. Unfortunately, you can spend as much money as you want, but one misstep by a staffer can cost a law firm hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that is not an exaggeration. Uh, the smallest ransom I'm seeing now today is a half a million dollars. Um, and even if you have cyber liability insurance, a lot of people say, oh, I've got cyber liability insurance. That's great. I'm covered. I'm not going to worry about that. It's not that simple. So cyber education is the thing that we want to give our staff to protect our law firms from the, the cyber jeopardy that is out there. So it, Everyone knows what a phishing email is. And if you've got, if you don't, unfortunately, I, you know, you're way behind the curve, but a phishing email with a, with a, with an email link in, in a, or attachment um, that somebody would click on, right? Everybody knows what spam is. Well, there's still today lawyers that are getting caught and in their staff that are getting tricked by, uh, by these emails still to this day, still to this day. Unfortunately, email is and remains the number one attack vector for uh, for for uh, your hackers that are out there that are trying to ransom, uh, install ransomware and lock all your systems. It's amazing. You know, you would think that after what, 10 years, I don't know, five, 10 years of of people being attacked by emails, that it would be the, the, the you know, a lower attack vector. Um, but from a percentage perspective, they can send, hackers can send infinite number of emails with infinite number of, of attempts to try to trick your staff. And really still to this day, it only takes one, one errant click to, um, to actually, you know, trick someone to download something or go to a website that installs something on a computer and boom, there we go. You know, and if we don't have the right technologies in place, which is a little bit about what we're going to talk about next, Sorry, you're out of luck. And it still is uh, cyber education that will condition your users on, you know, uh, avoiding those threats. Don't go to websites you don't know. Don't just click on an email. Slow down, right? The old stop, drop, and roll, you know? I mean, when I was a kid and and, and we were taught stop, drop, and roll, well, you know, hopefully I, if I caught on fire as a kid, I could stop, drop, and roll. Hopefully today... You know, when we get emails, we can stop, think, then act. Okay, which is what a, which is what I always used to say when it comes to to um, phishing emails and the like. So, you know, I would uh, I would really seriously consider that we need cyber education for our end users. Now, all these things we're going to talk about as we go on through the season this year. Um, but so, you know, these are just kind of a high level. Uh, the third thing is, I know a lot of people think it's the technology that that is important. And it's very important. Don't misunderstand me as I'm probably put it as a number four um, um, top item that's needed from uh, to avoid cyber jeopardies. <clears throat> and so I would say that the number three would be a cyber review. And I know that's like, well, wait a minute, hold on. You know, you can't fix what you don't know is broke. 
Okay. So if you don't know it's broke, you don't know what you've got. If you don't know where you stand, if you don't know what your vulnerabilities are, then you just can't throw things at it. You just can't throw antivirus at it or, you know, MDR or EDR or whatever it is, whatever technology that is missing until someone does a thorough evaluation of your cyber posture. Okay. Uh, and so that comes from a couple of different angles. It comes from what are our policies? What are our technologies? And what are our standard reviews of these things? Do we have a team? Do we have discussions with our managed service provider or managed security provider or IT teams in our law firms? So what I would suggest is the number three is do that review. So why do I say it in this order? Well, cyber liability insurance will tell us what we need to cover ourselves from a financial perspective. Cyber education will help us avoid more and more. And I can promise you from a cyber, when you do your cybersecurity review, education will always be on that list. So that's why I put it in there. <coughs> then we can start talking about what technologies do we need? What's appropriate for our law firm? Do we want to go out and spend, you know, exorbitant amount of amounts of money on, on third party socks and so on and so forth? You know, we want to match the threat um, we want to match the cost to our potential threat and our potential risk factors and where our insurance companies say we have to be. So in short of today's show, three things that we need to be watching out for to avoid uh, our law firm being in cyber jeopardy. One, make sure we're looking at cyber liability insurance policies if we don't already have one. Uh, and, and, you know, they're getting more and more expensive. I'm sorry, but it's just the, the nature of the beast. It is a necessary thing if you are hit and we've seen businesses get hit unfortunately not many law firms uh, but when you get hit by a ransomware attack and they're asking for half a million dollars and you've got no outlet to pay that or and you've got to rebuild your systems and you've got none of your clients data yeah, cyber liability insurance is going to help you help you through that situation. These insurance companies know what they're doing and they know how to help. Cyber education, that number two thing, you know, we want to make sure that looking at things like Know Before, which is a fantastic product, one of the things that we recommend to our customers, um, making sure that that Know Before is in place. And, and at least we're talking about it in our organizations and doing training classes, doing thorough review, and then testing and validating it's not good enough that we talk about it every now and then once a month. We want ongoing testing, ongoing review, ongoing, you know, uh, email alerts and training videos. I think that cyber education is, is incredibly important. And number three, finally, you know, do that review, have it, a, have someone do a review. Now, look, I'm going to put it as simple like this. If your IT team is not talking about this to you, if they're not telling you regularly, we need to review this once a month which is a minimum in my opinion. Uh, and, and I think, I think that, that if you look at some of the professional ethics, uh, that, that really stands to reason to be, um, appropriate. Okay. And everybody measures a little bit different, different for themselves. But if your IT teams are your outsource IT teams or in-house teams aren't talking to you about cyber liability, cyber security, reviews, reviewing and trying to improve and continually doing better, then we need to have a serious conversation with them and saying, hey, you know, what's going on here? Why aren't we doing this? So again, three things wanted to make today real short, sweet and simple. Um, you know, get that done and I'll post these uh, three three things on 
uh, any of the uh, outlets that we use, LinkedIn and, and YouTube and Facebook, so that you've got them. And if you have any questions, of course, you can contact me. Uh, you know, everyone knows how to find me. You can direct message me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, and also join our group, No Law Firm Left Behind, on LinkedIn, where we're putting a lot of this stuff, information that uh, we, we bring out of all these shows. So again, you know, really simple show today. Thanks for joining me. Again, we've got Paul Unger. If you don't have his great book yet, grab his book, Paul. We're looking forward to next week. And Dave, sorry you had those technical problems, but um, we'll have you on next week as well. Thanks a lot. I'm Jim Gast and enjoy the week.